I guess first I want to greet each one in the precious, precious name of Jesus. Round number two, here we go again. Um, in some ways it may have seemed like a sad time. But what we can rejoice in is that the same God who holds and rejoices with us holds our joys in his hands and is rejoicing with us. That same God, when we have our sorrows, is holding those sorrows in his hand too and is walking with us. It's the same God. So in that, we can rejoice. We can find confidence in that. Boy, my legs are weak. Whew. So it's... Today we take a look at the uh, fifth beatitude. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. You know, there have been times when I wonder that maybe we've confused mercy and grace. There's times when we hear, oh, we need to extend grace. My question is, can we extend grace? I believe grace is only from God. Grace is what enables us to live God's will. It's what empowers us. And we can't extend that. It only comes from God. However, we do extend mercy. I'm not going to say it's wrong, but that's my belief, is... Sometimes we get it confused, and maybe it's just words, but words do have meanings. And many times we do get excited about God's grace, and that is rightly so, because we're saved by grace through faith. That works. And, but, or maybe I should say however, because I don't want to say that means nothing. So however, did you know that if it wouldn't have been for his love and his mercy, there would be no grace? So I'm seeing the awesomeness and the uh, amazingness of his mercy. And it's new every day. You know, every morning when I wake up, I can rest assured that God's mercy is there for me. And that he has not changed his promise. And that Jesus Christ's blood has been enough. That no, Laverne never has to pay. It's been paid in full by Jesus Christ. The amazing mercy of God is what I'm seeing. And as we'll see then, because of his mercy towards us, now we can be merciful. and this is a scripture I was getting ahead of myself, is what I was going off of. You know, it was his love and mercy. For we ourselves were also once foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. But when the kindness of the love of God, our Savior, toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us, 
through the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, having been justified by his grace, we should become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So more and more, I'm just in awe of his mercy. So I have two questions that I want to answer today on mercy. How does a heart become merciful? And what is a merciful person like? First, how does a heart become merciful? First is by experiencing God's mercy, the mercy of God. Once we truly have experienced God's mercy, it will cause our hearts to become merciful. It will also cause us to see how spiritually bankrupt we are without God, which is the next point then, by being empty of self. It's hard for a proud person to be merciful on someone. We saw that the first three Beatitudes in verse 3 to 5 describe the emptiness of the blessed person. Poverty-stricken in the spirit, then grieving over the sin and misery of his condition, and verse 5 also is accepting the hardships and accusations of life in meekness without defensiveness. That's emptying ourselves. We commit our way to the Lord. This condition of blessed emptiness is followed in verse 6 by a hunger and thirst for the fullness of righteousness. That is the next point would be by hunger and thirst after righteousness. I feel kind of tired, but my legs aren't quite strong enough to keep walking around. So I guess we'll just stick to the notes and we'll keep humming, if that's okay with you. The uh, following three verses, the following three Beatitudes, sorry, describes how the righteousness um, abounds in the heart of the hungry. It's mercy, what we're seeing today, and then it's a pure heart, and also peacemaking. We'll be peacemakers. So the answer to the first question is that mercy comes from a heart that has first experienced God's mercy has felt its spiritual bankruptcy, has come to grief over its sin, has learned to wait meekly for the timing of the Lord, and has a hunger and thirst for the fullness of righteousness. You see, it grows up like a fruit in a broken heart and a meek spirit and a soul that hungers and thirsts for God to be merciful. Our mercy to God, our mercy to each other, comes from God's mercy to us. So the key to becoming a merciful person is to become a broken person. <clears throat> to get the power of to show mercy from the real feeling in your heart that you owe everything, sorry, you get the power to show mercy from the real feeling in your heart that you owe everything you are and have to sheer divine mercy. Therefore, if we want to become a merciful person, it is imperative that we cultivate a view of God and ourselves that helps us to stay with all our heart, say with all our heart, that every joy and virtue and distress of our lives is owing to the free and undeserving mercy of God. 
You see, it's only by the mercy of God that we're even here today. That he hasn't destroyed us. So, we'll mosey over to the next. What is a merciful person like? I guess turn with me to Luke chapter 10. I'm going to start in verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answered, answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. Verse 28. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, This do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And Jesus answered, said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. And likewise the Levite, when he was on the pla- at that, the place, came and looked on him, passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him, and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, the next day, when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said to him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, then I, will co- I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, He that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. So the first point I see is in a merciful person is they see the distress. You see, mercy takes notice when there's a need. I guess I'm going to share a little. You know, when, when someone is hurting... Or when someone is, well, we had an experience here was with uh, someone in, crippled in fear. And uh, the tendency is that we share truth. We'll maybe say, you know, hey, you know, um, perfect love casts out fear. May I say, when you're in a condition, you know these truths, but you have been, you're under control of that lie, or you fear, or you're believing a lie, in your, when you're believing, it's the truth. And it has just as much power as the truth. And sometimes, we need someone to just stop, see the distress, see what's going on, And then we sit down 
and we try to figure out, okay, now what is causing this? And then once we get to the root of the problem, that's where we can start leading them. And we lead them with the truth and by the truth and to the truth. Because when you're believing a lie, which in your mind is true, then if there's a truth or a correction on top of that, and if, you, if there's a correction or a truth on top of pain, it's actually a form of rejection. When that happens, it's just, well, there's another one that doesn't understand. But when someone can sit down and then you'll minister to that person in, in compassion, as we can see here, they have compassion on those in distress. It responds internally with a heart of compassion toward a person in need. Next is they minister to the need of those in distress. It responds externally with a practical effort to relieve the distress. It's kind of reaching back into the heart um, series that I was in. But the fourth dimension is then they go the second mile yet. They are willing to stick with it till the person is relieved or that person is restored. It loves its neighbor as itself. And it has the other's best interest in mind. An eye for distress, a heart of compassion, an effort to help, and a willingness to stick with it till the person is restored, that's what a, pers a merciful person is. It's not works-based. It's our response because of the mercy of God towards us. That's just our natural, should be our natural response. But too many times, we want others to think like I think. That's, that's the easy way. It's just getting them to think like I do. But we need to go to the root of it. Something has caused them to not be thinking that way. So we need to find out what is that cause and then destroy that cause. And uh, maybe show them, speak tr truth to that lie. Now just look at a wretch I was. And because of his mercy, he saw me in my lost estate, had compassion on me, redeemed me out of that state, and he will never leave me nor forsake me. Wow. What mercy. How can I not show mercy? So let's remember. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. I know we all want mercy in the end. We need the mercy of God. And when we're merciful, we will obtain mercy. So let's be merciful and give others a hand up. You know, sometimes they say the Christians is the only army 
that destroys itself. They fight against each other at times. So let's learn to be merciful. And let's give each other a hand up. Let's pray. Jake, I'll have you close. (coughs) Heavenly Father, first we would just want to thank you for your mercy and your grace that abounds in us and towards us. Thank you for giving us the power and enabling us to live according to your will and your word. Father, it's all about you. May we continue to hunger and thirst after righteousness so that we can be merciful. Father, thank you that you've given me strength. Forgive me if I pushed it too much. That some thoughts maybe I left aside. But Father, just minister. Allow your spirit to further minister to each one. May you be honored and glorified through it. Bless each one, Father. with your mercy and cause each one by your grace to be able to be a merciful person. Bless and keep us, Father. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.